Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts, Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the Brisbane Property Podcast. A little bit cloudy and wet up here in Brisbane at the moment, so thought I'd get that um, unfortunate um, weather update in straight away. It's not the sunny blue skies that we're normally um, used to. A big weather event happening in Brisbane at the moment um, and obviously when we've come off the back of the recent floods I think it does probably make a lot of people quite nervous when the weather forecast is for a lot of heavy rain over a short period of time. Um, that said I know that you're never proud to announce that it's raining in Brisbane you're much happier when it's sunny and warm but uh, we're going to move on from the weather and today we have got a really um, interesting podcast ahead that we're going to be talking about and that is the rental crisis that we are currently experience here, experiencing here in Brisbane, what it means for tenants and also what it means for landlords and or property investors that are looking to get into the market. So we're going to unpack um, all of the information that we know um, and that we've researched about the rental market and share that with you today. Well the weather can't be too bad because our son's off on camp at the moment and he's um, a school camp for a week and they're intense, so um, I'm not sure how wet and cold they're going to be. But anyway, he'll be ha- he'll be glad to come home to a nice warm bed at the end of the week. So. And I admit he was very unhappy at the uh, <laughs> forecast when he headed off with his backpack. So let's see. Uh, potentially, the school will change their plan <laughs> with the um, the weather that's happening. So haven't heard. We'll um, we'll soon hear. I'm sure. So the rental market in Brisbane. Um, look, they're calling it a rental squeeze. Um, worst levels in history. Um, look. I think, yeah, I've packed, unpacked some numbers, I think, today and just work out, we'll, we'll go through some numbers and give you a bit of an update of what that is, vacancy rates, etc. Um, we'll talk about why it's happening and what sort of some of the reasons it might be caused, some current conditions and things like that, and then um, what's probably, what's next. So, yeah, rental crisis. Yeah, so, you know, they, it is being described as a rental crisis here in Brisbane, Um across Queensland, in fact, but we're going to focus this episode on what's happening here in Brisbane. So right now, um, rental vacancy rates are at the lowest level recorded ever in Brisbane, and that is 0.7%. Now, when we look at rental vacancy rates, this gives us an indication of what the supply of rental properties is like in a given market. Now, we all know, we talk about it a lot on this podcast, that when it comes to pricing, the economic principle is that when supply is low and demand is high, prices go up. Now, this applies to property values, and we we talk about this so much when we talk about what's happening here in Brisbane in terms of property prices month to month. But today we're going to talk about this and how it relates to rental prices because when you have a vacancy rate of 0.7% um, across all of Greater Brisbane, that means the supply side is low then we have to consider what's happening on the demand side. And the truth is, and the data that backs this up um, is is there as well, that demand is also at its highest level ever. And so what that means is that we've got this strong upward pressure on rents and properties are being snapped up in record time. So some might think that's a rosy picture for property investors, but the reality is for those that are looking for a home, those tenants that are on the ground, trying to find a place to call home to house their families, 
it is a very stressful and it's a very dire situation. And there's a lot of people that are in um, a you know, really critical situation of not being able to find somewhere to live that is an affordable option for them. So, so if you look at, as you said, 0.7% point, oh, um, is the vacancy rates. What about listing numbers? What are they sort of sitting like? Because that's obviously the supply side of it. So in terms of the demand for rental properties, um, I think that's probably where I'd like to head from here. So the demand side of it, um, and this is information that has come out from PropTrack rent report, uh, the demand side at the moment um, is that the demand for rental properties has increased 32.2% in Brisbane over the last 12 months. So this is a historical high for Brisbane a 32.2% increase in the demand for rental properties. Now, this is um, this is measured by PropTrack, as I mentioned. Um, the uh, As a result of that, that's also putting upward pressure on rents, and we're seeing rent price growth much, much higher than the rate of inflation. So, you know, it is causing an affordability squeeze. Now, PropTrack also have um, recorded what does the supply side look like? Because we talked about 0.7% vacancy rates. That's an indication of supply based on, you know, how many properties are available for rent at a particular point in time. Um, Over the last 12 months, the drop in new rental listings that became available on the real estate portals was a decline of 11.5%. So this is an indication of actual supply. So we've got an 11.5% decline in the supply of rental properties at the same time as a 32.2% increase in the demand for rental properties here in Brisbane. This is a critical situation because, of course, this can only mean more competition for those that need a home. And when they are going to look at a home um, that is advertised for rent, you know, there's high competition and the person who's got the deepest Um, wallet, I guess you could say, the person who offers the most, that's got the cleanest rental history, they are the one that generally uh, will be accepted by the landlord to rent that property. So for anyone that, you know, doesn't have the capacity to pay more for a home um, or that potentially doesn't have a perfect rental history, or in fact, those that are just moving out uh, with no rental history, they are going to find it much harder to secure a property here in the Brisbane market if they're looking for a rental yeah, I mean, we, we have investors that um, we talk to all the time and, and help out um, through our business. And, you know, when people sort of say to us that, you know, I really want to get a tenant in straight away as soon as we can, we want to get it listed, we want to get it um, leased out, um, it's at the moment we're basically sort of saying that it's not an issue. You'll, you'll get a tenant straight away and, you know, properties go up on a weekend, you'll get three, four, five people putting applications in straight away, um, if not more. Um, so that gives the, then the choice for the, the landlord to, to make a choice of who they actually want in the property. Um, and it does make it harder for the people, as you say, without the, the history and without the background of, of being on that rental market before as well. And, you know, we've seen this firsthand um, in our own portfolio. Um, one of the properties recently had a tenant change and we had multiple applications um, from tenants that put forward an application to rent the property from us as the landlord. Now, you know, we saw personalised letters. We saw people offering more money. Um, we saw them putting details of their children and why the home was so important to them. Um, it's a really tough decision for landlords to sort of say, well, you know, I'm not going to say yes to those five applications. I'll say yes to the sixth. 
um, because that means that you're potentially displacing five people that, that really want to live there as well. So it's tough, you know, across all segments of the market. Um, and I guess, you know, from a renter's perspective, the people who are most heavily impacted are those people that are on lower wages, lower incomes, because they can't just offer more to secure a rental property. Um, anyone that's got less secure work arrangements as well, obviously they're not going to look as good from a um, from the perspective of a property manager. They might be um, a higher risk tenant um, and potentially they may be presented that way. So, you know, those with more secure work arrangements are typically going to find it easier to secure a tenancy. Um, and anyone starting out in their careers that, you know, they may be moving out of home, they may be relocating to Brisbane, they don't have a rental history, they're also going to find it pretty tough in the current market to secure a rental property. Um, it is all relative to the price they're prepared to pay, but also, you know, what that rental history shows. So it is quite a tragic situation in Brisbane because, you know, it's being described as a crisis and there's no sign of this changing anytime in the near future just based on the supply and demand metrics that we're seeing. So if, if we look at what, what's there at the moment, um, what's caused it? I mean, why why is it happening? I mean, we've I've spoken to others um, out and about and you know we know people that have been affected by the floods for example um, they've, they've had to relocate so there's a lot of people that have actually had to relocate from floods some are in airbnbs um, they can't get rental properties so they've, they've gone to the airbnbs i spoke to someone just the other day and they've had to move up the coast um, just to actually get a property that they could do an airbnb on um, and they're coming back down to brisbane to to do work so what's caused it that's a really um, great question because, you know, I think this has been several years in the making and, you know, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Of course, with the recent flood event, that's um, definitely put additional short-term pressure on the rental market. Um, however, we've been in a declining um, vacancy rate market across Greater Brisbane for um, a number of years off the back of peak supply in the unit market back in 2016. Um, since then, the, the supply of properties available for rent um, has been declining and the demand has also been increasing. So why is the demand increasing? If we look at that side of it, first of all, well, as Scott mentioned, the, the short-term demand from people that have been displaced because of the recent flood event, um, but that's not going to be, you know, a forever situation as those homes are repaired, those people will return to their homes and um, potentially we'll see that that segment of the market no longer needing short-term rental accommodation. But we've also had um, a situation recently where we've had increasing rates of interstate migration. We've had a huge volume of new people relocating to southeast Queensland, a lot of those calling Brisbane home um, and the majority of people that do relocate look to rent um, initially before they buy. And that's put huge pressure just based on the volume of new residents that, that need somewhere to live. That's put huge pressure on the rental market. Um, and I think that that's, you know, something that we can't underestimate the ongoing impact of, of people relocating and, and what that will do in the months and years ahead as well. Um, you know, there's an affordability constraint as well. Some people that would love to buy their own home, they simply can't. So obviously, you know, they're looking for rental properties because they just don't have the capacity to purchase um, as well. But then if we look at the supply side of it, of course, um, we've always got to consider what's contributed to the low supply of rental properties. And I think if we look back in history, um, you know, we can, we can genuinely say that there's been some um, triggers that have caused this situation. So um, if we think back to 2017, there were a lot of 
uh, lending restrictions that came into force for property investors. Um, so anyone that is already a property investor would know that um, if you are purchasing an investment property, you're paying a higher interest rate compared to an owner-occupier that is purchasing a property. So you're almost being penalised for, um, for being a property investor in terms of the cost to hold that asset based on a higher interest rate. Um, let's not forget the, the fear, I guess, that um, a lot of property investors had, especially those that were not yet property investors but were considering becoming a property investor. In the lead up to the last election in 2019, there were some um, proposals in relation to the removal of negative gearing, and that put a lot of fear in the market, a lot of uncertainty in the market. Um, and whilst that um, never actually came into effect, um, it, all, it, it did have a bit of a, um, a shake-up impact um, on, on property investors in that negative gearing may not be uh, around forever. Um, so it, it, it instilled some fear and potentially people that were considering property may have looked at other asset classes because they were a little bit uncertain about the stability of property, you know, as, as an asset class. Those sorts of um, things over the long term, um, you know, they, they do change the way investors think about property as an investment asset. Um, and because of that, we've seen a decline in the number of investors entering the market. And that's come through in the lending data that we've seen over recent years. Um, just recently, we've started to see the number of investors um, in terms of the lending data pick back up again. So, you know, we're starting to see a more positive trend in terms of investors, but the current situation really has been caused um, by uh, fewer private mum and dad investors purchasing investment properties um, to add to the rental pool. Um, that's probably the biggest cause. And that at the same time as not enough, um, you know, public housing becoming available for those people that do need somewhere to call home. So, you know, the government's relying on um, private mum and dad investors to provide the rental properties for the Australian residents that do need a home uh, because they're, they're not... Um, providing those properties themselves and yet those people that are providing those rental properties you know have um, had some headwinds to deal with in the past so that's a very long-winded summary but it does provide a bit of a snapshot viewers to um, you know why we're at the situation and, and I think people do have that that memory of obviously when you talk about the, the, the last federal election and we, we're a week away from a, a current election as well so I mean people will probably have that in the back of their mind wondering what is going to happen um, with after this election as well um, you mentioned about the floods. The other thing is I, I think we didn't talk about there was not only do we have the, the flood issue and people trying to move back in their houses, but the pressure on construction at the moment. So that's also put a lot of pressure on not only building new products, um, but also the repairs and renovations and they had, they've had to do and still currently trying to do um, through that flood situation. Um, investors, I mean, the current market conditions, you know, the market conditions for investors, not only people affordability and prices moving up, but some investors have probably cashed in. You know, as the markets moved and started to, to go up in values, some investors have actually decided to, to cash in on those investments and, and take that money elsewhere. Um, so they've actually sold those properties mm. to get out of the market as well. And if you've been a long-term, you know, listener of our podcast, you would have heard us talking throughout um, a lot of 2021 that a lot of the demand for Brisbane property was coming through from home buyers, you know, people that were looking to upsize, first home buyers looking to get into the market. 
Um, so for every investment property potentially that was sold, if that was replaced by an owner-occupier, that removes one more investment property from the supply of investment properties um, to the market. So you can see how over a number of years the events that have, have led to this situation where we're now it's almost catastrophic. There's simply not enough properties available for rent. And there's so many stories of people that you meet, as Scott mentioned, that they simply can't find somewhere to call home. And they're having to, you know, make huge compromises by moving to other locations and then doing a huge commute to and from work um, as a temporary arrangement until they can actually secure somewhere to call home. Now, the other thing is that some people as well, which, which we know of as well, some people have not only been they've been buying property as a, as a second property, but they haven't put it on the rental market. That's you know, right. People, yeah. people buying a property, say, on the Sunshine Coast, Gold Coast, whatever it is, and it becomes a second primary residence, and they don't actually put it on the rental market. So yeah. they use it as a holiday, a lifestyle investment, um, and it doesn't actually hit that rental market either. And we've seen a huge um, volume increase of those sorts of properties throughout the pandemic. You know, a lot of people are looking for a home away from home where they can go and potentially spend you know, some some part of the week or even just, you know, some part of the year, but they're not putting it out to rent in the permanent rental market. They may be offering it for short-term rental when they're not there, but it's not being added to the rental pool of properties. So again, all of these things have contributed to the really tight supply market that we currently see across Brisbane. And and obviously the current the current conditions. Um, so give us, have a look at sort of the current conditions, what's happening. Um, you know, we talk about rent increases, we talk about certain policies and changes through because obviously the political side of it that does come into into play with what parties are doing what's proposed um you know and and what what are the proposals and things like that through elections i mean there doesn't seem to be a lot on that rental side of it probably more on um affordability of buying a house um, but probably less on the rental side of it as well yeah so um let's have a look at what's actually changed in brisbane over the last 12 months so if we look at core logic data rents have increased 12.2 percent across Brisbane. These are median value rents. Um, um, it's not necessarily specific to each um, location within Brisbane, but it gives you a snapshot view. Now, that's the greatest rate of rental price increases across all capital cities throughout Australia, just to, to put some perspective on that. Um, and it is a result of the current situation of supply and demand on the ground. Um, that's for houses, units, um, a little bit uh, lower, 7.2% growth in the unit market. So um, clearly off the back of COVID, people have been looking for that lifestyle change, looking for a house on its own lot potentially. Um, and that's why we're seeing such huge demand for the homes that are in the middle and outer ring locations of Brisbane in the more affordable pockets, especially for rental properties. Um, so that gives you an indication of what's actually happened. And obviously the concern with that is that a lot of the locations where vacancy is the tightest, um, people simply can't afford to pay more rent. So there's a huge affordability crisis unfolding around us here in Brisbane that, um, you know, people need to be very aware of because, you know, not only does that impact you if you are looking to buy, or sorry, if you are looking to rent a home somewhere in Greater Brisbane, but it's also important to understand if you are a property investor looking to purchase an investment property because, You've got to understand the risk associated with some locations over others um, and we'll unpack a little bit more about that shortly. Um, I think some of the other current concerns come around, you know, some government policies and um, proposals that are being put forward. Um, some people may be aware that there's currently a phase out of the National Rental Affordability Scheme. Now, if you don't know what that is, um, this was launched back in 2008 um, which allowed for lower and middle income households to pay 20% less than market rents. 
Um, so government provided support for the balance there. Now, it was actually cut in 2014 um, and there's been a gradual phase out since and that gradual phase out ends in 2025. So at the same time as we're seeing rents rise, at the same time as we're seeing fewer properties become available for rent here in Brisbane, we are also seeing a phase out of this national rental affordability scheme. So for those people that have relied on the government support towards their rent um, up until recently, they may no, no longer have that government support available to them. And that's a real crisis for people that, you know, otherwise will not be able to afford to pay rents. And and obviously then the, you know, I was just looking at the numbers when you started to go through those and you actually said the increase was, you know, on Brisbane was 12.2% for the rent increase. Just when you actually throw those numbers, and I just turned the page back again to have a look at what we went through, and you can just see where where things are happening and, and the recipe in it. I mean, down eleven point five percent down in in listings, up thirty two point two percent in demand, and up twelve point two percent in rent. I mean, there's it's just it's not balanced. It's not balanced, and I think that's the big concern, and that's the crisis that is unfolding around us, and. Um, you know, if we look at, um, you know, we're in the lead up to a federal election right now and there's been a, a number of proposals from all sides of government around, um, you know, getting people into the housing market um, in terms of owning their own home. Um, I think there's been a missing gap potentially in helping people to afford to pay rent um, because approximately 30% of the Australian proper, uh, population do rely um, on the supply of rental properties and they do rent their homes, they don't own their homes outright. So, you know, that's still a huge proportion of the population. Um, and in a market with low vacancy rates, rising rents um, and, you know, rental affordability schemes being phased out, there's going to be um, some groups in the population who are going to be in a really dire situation in the months ahead. So what's what can happen um obviously you know with the government side of it as you talked about that with policies looking to buy on a local level um is there any sort of changes in that that might might help with say the brisbane area look um the brisbane city council themselves um they're trying to call upon the state government to ensure 30 percent of new apartments that are going to be built as a part of the cross river rails will and gather precinct um become available or reserved for social or affordable housing now that's just a proposal at this point in time, but I think that um, it's something that council are aware of, that there is a need for social and affordable housing, um, whether that it becomes, you know, something that's introduced within, to, within that development is yet to be confirmed. So um, right now, council's budget has about $3 million that's been allocated um, towards support programs. Um, is that enough? Look, I, I can't make comment on that, um, but, you know, I think that, various levels of government are becoming aware that there is an issue. We're certainly seeing it in the industry um, and we hope that there's some change that's proposed in the near future so that, you know, people aren't left without a home. So I just want to run through a couple of some, some vacancy rates um, through through Greater Brisbane. Um, the other question I'm going to, going to ask is, and it's obviously, you know, if, if you've got prices that are going up in property and you've got vacancy rates that are going down so much and, you know, is it a good time as an investor to say, well, I'll, I'll jump into the market and I'll buy something um, in, in an area like Brisbane, which has had great growth over the last, 
you know, probably two years, couple, you know, that has continually grown and it's continuing to grow. Um, forecast is always positive. We've got the Olympic Games, all those positives when you start to look at investing. Um, vacancy rates really low. Is it a good time to jump in? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, do we get asked this almost daily? I think the answer is yes. But look, I think it depends on your circumstances um, as to whether it's a good time to get into the market um, or not. I always say the best time to get into the market is when you have the financial capacity to do so and when you know that um, you can afford to buy the property that aligns with your long-term goals. I'd never recommend buying um, something just to get into the market if it's not going to be the right asset for the portfolio. So that's the first thing that I'll say. Um, the other thing that I will say is that um, a lot of people are looking for some uh, stability in terms of a return on investment. Now, um, there's a couple of ways that property provides a return on investment to individuals. One is through capital growth um, and Brisbane has been the fastest growing capital city throughout all of Australia over the last 12 months. Um, when we look at the opportunities that are coming to Brisbane, for example, over the next 10 years, there's huge, huge spending on infrastructure that will create jobs, it will boost the local economy. If we look at property today and say in 10 years time, will that property be worth more than what I pay today? Um, without a doubt, that answer will be yes. Now, the other thing that investors look for in a return when they're looking to put their money into property is um, the yield. How much income will this property generate as a portion of the total amount paid for that property? Because vacancy rates are so low in Brisbane right now, 0.7% across all of Greater Brisbane, it is likely that there's going to be that upward pressure on rents. Now, is our investors going to see the same rental price growth across all areas of Brisbane? I don't think so. The biggest concern that um, we have when we are talking to people about investing in Brisbane is that Brisbane's not one property market and the people that live in um, the demographic groups, I guess you could say, of some locations of Brisbane will be very different. And it's really important as a property investor to know who is going to be renting this property. Can they afford to pay more in rent? Because if you are buying into a demographic where people are going to be capped by the wages that they're earning, then you may not get the same rental price growth as you might be hoping for, even in an environment of low um, vacancy rates. Whereas if you're buying into an area where the demographic group are high income earners and you um, and there's low supply of rental properties, if you put the rent up, it's more than likely going to be possible to find someone that can afford to pay a higher weekly rent. So that's just something to keep in mind. Not all locations will have the same amount of pressure on rental price growth. It's, it's critical to understand that some demographic groups that live in some locations, there will be a cap or that, that there will be a, a top out amount in terms of affordability in, in, in terms of what they can afford to pay for rent. So that's so, so important to understand. I think you've, as you, you've been really nailed it. I mean, you've, you've got to know the locations and you've got to know who lives there. Um, that on the ground local knowledge of, of the certain areas and it, as you said, Brisbane itself is not just one market. It, it's it's areas within that greater Brisbane, for example, um, within suburbs. I mean, there's certain suburbs within all those areas that are completely different from one suburb to the next, and it's literally a stone's throw, um, but completely different people that live there. Uh, and you've got to know that, and you've got to really understand what it is, what it, what it was, how it's changed, um, and what it's going to look like as well in the future. So 
Because if we looked at, and, and just to give a snapshot view of where vacancy rates are sitting right now, um, we've quoted vacancy rates for all of Greater Brisbane at 0.7%. If we look at the Brisbane local government area, um, the vacancy rate in the Brisbane local government area is 1.1% right now. If we look at um, the area of Ipswich, the vacancy rate is 0.6%. If we look at Logan, the vacancy rate is 0.7. In Moreton Bay, the vacancy rate is 0.5. And in Redlands, the vacancy rate is 0.6. So if we then overlay incomes um, or average or median incomes across all of those local government areas, that's going to give us a snapshot view of, um, you know, affordability for potential rental price increases. Um, one of the reports that um, I read in preparing this podcast was that there's two local government areas that um, potentially have the most um, um, of the, the rental affordability schemes being removed, and that's in the Brisbane local government area in the inner city um, and also Longman, which is an area around Caboolture North. So from an affordability perspective, can people, um, if, those, if those tenants move out of properties in Brisbane, will there be another tenant that will pay market rent? Um, versus if tenants move out of those properties near Caboolture, will there be another tenant to pay that market rent? And that's what you've got to always assess as a property investor. Who is my tenant likely to be? Can they afford to pay the rent? Can they afford to pay more rent? And of course, not underestimating the crisis that's unfolding around us. At the end of the day, um, you know, we all want somewhere to call home um, and everybody deserves um, to, to be able to afford um, a rental property where they want to live. Um, we are in a dire situation where there's simply not enough rental properties available to support the demand that we currently have. Um, but when we do turn that on its head and we look from the alternative perspective um, as a property investor, private mum and dad, um, investors looking to provide rental accommodation for people that, you know, can't afford to buy their own home, um, it's really important that you are targeting locations that, you know, you will be able to maintain a consistent income stream um, and in an environment of rising interest rates, potentially recoup some of those costs um, where you are buying in a location with low vacancy rates to recoup some of the costs of holding that property. So given a lot of gold nuggets there without um, you probably even realising it, but um, yeah, go back and listen to this episode again and um, it gives you a lot of location selection criteria tips um, as a property investor to help you to select the right location um, to purchase an investment property that is low risk for you. So covered a lot in this session, Scott. Yeah, I, look, I, I think, as, as we said, if you're an investor and you're looking to buy in, in an area that's got good growth, you know, the rental vac the, the rental side of it is really tight. Um, you need to make sure you know where you're going to buy, those locations, the demographics, everything that's in behind the scenes, not just you don't just look at the vacancy rates and say it's real low vacancy rate, good place to buy. Um, you need to understand and unpack all of that, um, which is obviously what we could do if people need help at all. So, look, been great talking again. I hope that's given people an understanding of the, the vacancy, um, the rental market at the moment in Brisbane. Um, and we will um, be back talking again next week for with more on the Brisbane Property Podcast. So I'll let Melinda wrap it up and we'll talk again next week. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. If you've enjoyed this episode, once again, please hit that subscribe button um, and share this podcast with your friends and family. 
Um, it's the only way that more people will find out about the information that we share. Um, and we know based on the feedback that we are receiving that a lot of people do find these episodes quite valuable. We hope you have a fabulous week. Stay dry, everyone, and we look forward to chatting with you again next week. Thank you so much. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in today. Please remember everything we have spoken about on this podcast is general in nature, and we always recommend that you obtain independent advice in relation to your specific circumstances. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes. And of course, tell your friends about us. If you would like to get in contact, please visit www.brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au or email us at info at brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au. Feel free to send in any questions and we will try to answer them in future episodes.